0: Hello and welcome to the Edge of the Box Football Podcast. Today, we're explaining why Tottenham's Champions League comeback against Ajax was actually better than Liverpool's against Barcelona. Elsewhere, we're discussing whether headings should be banned from the game following the recent revelations about links to dementia, Pep Guardiola's curious new two-year extension deal at Manchester City, and Wayne Rooney's recent admission that he could have gone to Barcelona in 2010. Oh, what could have been. I'm your host, Harry Brent.
1: So, in light of Berlin Harlan winning the Golden Boy Award, I wanted to see if you guys could name the previous 10 winners of that award.
0: Did that take us back? Wait. So,
1: starting from 2019 going backwards to 2010.
2: Jaden Sancho. Oh,
0: I think I could. Can we, we try and get it in
2: order oh. if we can, right? I can? I can do it yeah.
0: in order. Um, hey, Jaden Sancho,
2: right?
0: N- no. Oh, Sancho. No. So, so, la- so, last year was 2018. That was Jow. Jal- for, sorry, yeah, 2019. 20,
3: 2019 was Yao Felish Yeah, was it 20, Leroy Sané? Oh, no. 2018
0: was. Hang on. Um, oh bugger! I can. I've definitely, I definitely. I looked at this recently. Not recently, but like. I ain't got a clue. in yeah. the last two months.
3: I think. Foden, <clears throat> Foden. No. No. Uh, oh wait, Where... I don't know if he won it. I know there was controversy because Bernardo Silva was nominated. And he was like 23 or something or 24.
2: Is um sure that wasn't for you. Sterling on that.
3: Slightly earlier
0: on. Yeah. Was he so when did Sterling win it then? Oh, so he is, yeah, so he's one of the he's in the last ten years though. Sane's never won it. Yeah. Sterling. No, I'm I'm he's thinking perfect, yeah, Sterling has.
3: I'm thinking of Sane in the PSA young player of the year, I think. Yeah, you are. I think. So this
1: player moved to his new club in this year. Um, had a pretty good performance in the Champions League. Oh gosh! Oh, uh,
0: I mean, twenty. Because I'm trying to do it in order. That's what's. That's what's huge that's, hype. I'll be, I'll be huge over. hype around him. Um, I mean, Mbappe's... Mbappe. No, nope. Mbappe never won it. Um, he has won it. Huh? He has won it. Mbappe has sorry. That's what I meant. I'm not naming them in order anymore. I'm just. I'm just okay, boring. you can say it. okay, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, Mbappe's won it. Mbappe, Pogba. Pogba, yet, yeah, 2013. Mbappe, uh, 2017. I have a feeling I'm, I'm going to kick myself because um, did Anthony Martial win it? He did,
1: 2015. Gutsy. Mario, yeah, 2011.
0: Uh, Renato Sanchez. I was say
3: Sanchez. Oh, 2016. 2016.
0: Uh, so we've got 15, 16, 17, 19. Uh, when, when was, was Gert 2011. When did Sterling win it? 2014. 14, yeah. So we're missing 13, 12, and 18.
1: Hazard? 2010, 2012, and oh, 18. Oh, oh, no. 18. So
2: it's hyped up and he's moved to his recent club this year. No, in that uh,
1: year. I think it was that year. Uh, so yeah, got his team to pretty far in the Champions League. May or may not have played your team. Uh,
0: oh, is it? Um, is it Delict? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Yeah. Matthias cool. Delict. Um, twenty. So, so which years are we missing
1: now? Two thousand and ten and two thousand and twelve. Two thousand and ten. Blimey.
0: 2012
2: Oh
1: this is probably the hardest one because
2: Stefan Shirawe. Uh,
1: <laughs> that is a good guess. Hmm. Oh, Balotelli? Yeah, one in 2010.
0: And then 2012 you said is the hardest one.
1: Yeah, he's he's a very very good player. hasn't been playing too much for his club, but he was very so. This is before he moved to this big club that he's currently at. But
0: so, he, so what what division is he in now? So he's which league? <laughs> <Are you> sure. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> yeah, that might give away, but he plays in La Liga, like as in the top division of Spain. Yeah,
2: and Juan Griezmann. No, no, stupid guess, guess, guess
0: though. Stupid
1: guess. No. Oh, uh,
2: no.
0: Wait, which which one is it? Twenty twelve. We get trying to get. Yeah.
1: Oh man! So he also played for a Spanish team. I think this is his. Might be his home team. Won it, oh, and so. then he moved to so he's one Spanish. of the big boys.
0: Yes. He's bleeding Spanish. Why is this not instantly coming into
2: my head? Uh, <laughs> um, David Silva. No. 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 do you think, F. Uh,
3: I'm going to say David Villa.
1: No, but no good guess. Too early. They were like,
0: David Villa was done in 2012. So he plays as attacking midfielder. Spanish attacking midfielder. Oh, uh, Isco. Yeah. Well done. Oh. I know, because um, Van der Vaart won the first one, didn't he? Yeah. And then Too it was... 2013.
1: 2003,
0: um, sorry. Van der Vaart, Rooney, Aguero. Yeah. Messi. Messi, Aguero. Five. Nope. Aguero won
1: it in 2007. Van Persie? Nope. Another Arsenal player, though. Adebayor? Nope. No. Brzezinski? No. Spanish?
2: Fabregas.
0: Fabregas.
1: Fabregas, yeah. Then Aguero in 2007. 2008. Anderson? Yeah. 2009. Oh. Brazilian playing in Syria. Striker,
0: Pato. Yeah.
1: Then it was yeah. Balatelli, Goetze, Isco, Pogba, Sterling, Martial, Sanchez, Mbappe, Delitz, Jao Felix, and
0: Arland. So that I mean that's it's a pretty good reflection, isn't it? I mean they they've not all turned into world beaters, but pretty mm. much all of them, with the exception of like Anderson and Sanchez and Pato, have been like yeah. you know, close to the top level at some point at least.
2: Yeah. I think I overestimated how long 10 years was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 10 years feels like the year 2000. Doesn't it? No, because how old's David Silver now? 35. 35. Yeah. So you would have been 25. Wait. Yeah. That makes, uh, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just bought him then. Yeah. Yeah, God, like, it's just, I'm so like, I still, in my head, when someone says 10 years, I still think of two, the year 2000.
3: Mm-hmm. Me
1: too it's mad that the Golden Boy only started in 2003 though yeah I think that's been running for
2: absolute years
0: ageist <laughs> oh, I was, yeah. what's their parameters sorry it's very rare to cut you off what's their parameters for the award is it like is there an age limit because is it like 21 or something or is it I the
2: like PFA the, the young player of the year is like 24 yeah, it? yeah, yeah it's
0: really dumb you have to be you have to be under 24 when the season starts so it's yeah. like players who have been in the in the Premier League for like five, six years could be up for it. It's like well, I think Sterling won it like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're yeah. under yeah. the age of 21. And yeah, see so that. I mean, that's the way to do it. I also think there should maybe you could tweak it so that that it's, it's like you know it, it to do with age, but it's also I, I think they should rename the young player like the sort of breakout star award. So like you give it to young players, but but ones who are like so. I think it wasn't Trent. Ale- didn't Trent Alexander Arnold win it? This year, or you know, the year just gone, or something. Oh, I feel like he should probably should Can't remember who won it, but on, like, I think he's probably the, the best. But I, I sort of feel like we know, we know Alexander Arnold. Like at this point, he's a senior mm. player for Liverpool. I don't feel like, oh, yes, he's the up and coming. Kind of feel like it defeats the well, maybe defeats the point of the award. Maybe it's just defeats my, my perception of the award. So it's not there should be like two awards one for the consistently
1: the best young player, and yeah. then one. Like breakout young players Yeah, because
0: because if you're a good young player, you're not still undiscovered at 24. You don't need to be in that award <laughs> category at 24.
3: So, there are seven players from the Netherlands to score Premier League hat tricks. Can you name all seven? Van Persie, mm. Van Nistelrooy, Man- Birdcamp. Yep. Depay. Depay. No, not Depay. Depay. Oh, right.
0: Um, we've got Hasselbank yeah how many are we right. after?
3: 7, who, who Seven so, so, you, as well? so you said Van Persie you said Van Persie Hasselbank Nal, uh, Ruud Van Nessaroy and Dennis Birdkamp you've got 3 more
0: uh, I don't think Van der Vaart did I don't think Robin did Um. oh Um. we're going to have to dip into some lower teams here uh, uh, oh gosh this is interesting Dutch Dutch
3: Dutch Dutch uh, has Alden randomly got one he has but not for the ball for Newcastle, for Newcastle, Newcastle yeah, yeah. five or
1: two more
0: are they both strikers Mateo um... Kesman he... <laughs> what am I talking about he's not even he's not even Dutch he's friggin Serbian <laughs>
3: Uh, one he's more, like more like a winger, and then the other one I need to double check his position.
0: Leroy Fur,
3: no, who then Zenden, no,
1: Zenden,
0: Mark over, oh, Mark Oh my yeah, Mark over yeah,
2: Markover.
0: that's one of them. And the last one you need to check the position, I imagine.
3: Um.
0: Or was Overmars, the one you were checking position? Yeah, it
3: was overmatched. I was checking the position. So this one's a winger. Um he did play attack. Yeah, it's kind of like it was like an early attack in midfield.
0: Hmm. Oh, 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 dirt count.
3: Yeah. Dirt weech. That's it, that's all seven. Oh, nice. Dirk out. Dick!
0: <laughs> Liverpool always went on about how underrated he
3: was. He just didn't stop running. No, they've just got was, another one called James Milner.
0: Yeah, it's just yeah, Milner is the English. Yeah, the English. I mean, he, was, he was. I think he was. He was a clever player, count, but he wasn't like yeah. especially. You know, I liked him. He's just. He's just easy. You know, if you're on, if he's on your team, he's easy to like because he's tenacious and he, he a lot of effort and stuff. But he, yeah, he was nothing special. As is the case, they only they only championed him because they had no one, very few players who were better. True. Just like just like Pepe Reina, soon as they got Allison, they could stop pretending that Pepe Reina was good. So obviously, heading the football has been in the news. Dementia et al. Um, uh, this is a fairly open-ended question. I mean, what do you, what do you guys make of it? What like they're talking about? Should heading be banned? Should it be that I've seen that they're saying heading should be banned in training? Uh, some people are saying, "Shut up and get on with it!" Like,
2: what's what do you guys think? There's a definite link between heading the ball and uh, you know issues such as dementia in football. I mean, it's it's there, but it is also a part of the game. At the same time, I know they've banned heading in a children's training matches. I'm not sure if it's in actual children's matches, they banned it. I, I couldn't see how that be. Mm. I also feel like if you do ban heading, you're taking such a massive part of the game away. You're, you're really limiting. You're limiting it to just feet.
0: And yeah, it it, 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 it it isn't really the same sport. I mean, you know, you probably could create a some sort of bastardized game that's head headingless. Like you know, you play not overhead height in five a side and stuff, but it. You're right. I mean, surely the—that's you, 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 not just a little tweak. You're changing a complete, you know, p- bit sizable p- portion of the game.
2: A lot of tactics are based on just lumping it
0: to a guy. Yeah. What? What no will, will Stoke? What? Are, what are Stoke going to do?
2: Oh, Sam, Sam Allardyce should be out of the job.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> I think he is at, at the moment. <laughs>
2: well,
0: maybe be out of the job, even more.
2: job again. <laughs> What's the point in corners?
0: Uh Corners, yeah, we'll have to just drill it on along the floor.
3: I just, yeah, it's a bit like saying in boxing you can't hit his head. Well, you know how are you gonna knock him out? You know the whole t- term for it. You no, know, it's just the sport, unfortunately. There's an occupational a, hazard. Okay. Yeah, it is. It is an occupational hazard, but at the same time, like heading the ball, you know, there would there will be links to you know, dementia and research between how many times a player might head the ball and this, that, that, but in comparison to like, let's say a boxer, professional boxer or people in the NFL, but I mean, people in the NHL, you know, ice hockey, they just throw the gloves off and hit each other whether they've got a helmet on or not. Like, they go through booming panels and stuff. So, yeah. I just think it's a bit, it's just a bit like, come on, it's a bit of a pointless argument. It's, it's a fair point to raise, but it's, Talk about changing the games a bit. <sighs> yeah, it's a bit. I think
1: the awareness is good. I think it's important yeah. to talk about that. If, if there definitely is a correlation, I think it's obviously up to the people to make that aware. But I think it's down to the players whether they, if you know, going, if you're like a young player who's like 10 and you know that there could be potential risks with it, I think it's down to the player whether they should continue it or not. Yeah, you should raise as much awareness as possible, but it's up to the players to make that decision.
0: I've um, I've not seen the, the, the sort of uh, you know I've not delved into the data, but I I saw uh, you know I I was wondering if does the data is does the data just include research from footballers who are you know played back in the. You know, fifties and sixties and seventies, when the ball was a lot harder than it than it is now. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know the answer to this. But I mean, does any of that? Because, as you say, Ash, like, there's a definite link that's more or less out there that's been proven. But is there any proof that the modern football, you know? Well,
2: I think I think it's like you, you know, in NFL where they wear helmets and stuff, but people argue the helmets are useless. So it's yeah. So it's not actually the person hitting them. So it's not actually the ball hitting the head. It's the movement that causes. So it causes the brain to hit the inside of the head. It causes the brain to move. As in from a so, collision that they might have or something? Yeah, yeah. So if the ball hits the head, the brain will carry that momentum, kind of. Okay. And that's what will cause the damage. So, so I guess they, they're proving so, that the, even, even, if the, even if you had a modern ball, it's still causing that... Yeah, because it has that momentum in it so uh, that's that's the way I'd say it so uh, I imagine whereas the the harder, the heavier ball may result in more damage than the the, the modern ball I'd still say that they both do do have some kind of damage it's the,
0: yeah obviously pre all this talk of heading being bad and dementia stuff it was a very well known commonly held fact that former footballers used to say oh back in back in our day that you had you know you used to really hurt when you had the ball especially if it was raining because it'd get really wet and heavy and stuff so i mean i do wonder whether it whether it's just the fact they were basically just playing with a with a stupid bit of kit and now we've amended that um Mm i have to i have to i tend to i mean you guys have already said it but um particularly what rose said like i I sort of my initial reaction well i think if if there is, if every player who plays football for an extended period of time was was getting dementia, I think yeah, you've got to, you should probably do something about that. You don't want to wreck people's lives. But I do think that unless that link is absolutely deemed to be this is a major issue, which I don't think you can say this right now. You know, a few people getting dementia, or, you know, considerable amount of people getting dementia, but also a hell of a lot of people not getting dementia is enough. But I sort of think that, um, you know, as Rose said, if you're going <laughs> to if you're going to play, if you're going to play professional sport, you need to be prepared that you're going to you're going to suffer physically a little bit. Like, if you're worried, if you if you're if you're trying to preserve everybody's physical um, health, then maybe professional sport isn't for you. Like, it, as I mean, you made the comparison with boxing. It kind of feels like someone being a professional pie eater. And they're saying, well, uh, well, we've got links that uh, you know, eating pies links to obesity, and obesity is not healthy. So we're not going to eat pies anymore. We're just going to just pretend <laughs> to eat pies. And it's like, well, oh, that's fine, but don't don't ban pies from pie eating. Just no. if you're worried about that, don't be a pie eater. Sure. but,
2: but what, what you would, what you can do in a healthy balanced lifestyle is limit the amount of pies you do eat. And I, I imagine that limiting True. how much they do in training and training drills that solely involve heading. And stuff like that, and and like eliminating it from like children's uh, children's training as well. Like you know, it's like eliminating the pie for for, for use that. For yeah,
3: I'd I'd be very interested to see if there's any similar research, but the research is more specific to like gymnastics and let's say trampolining, because the way that you're saying about the momentum uh, and you know the change of direction, obviously, with any kind of trampoline. If any of you've have done it, obviously yeah. The, the way the, the, way the trampoline time.
2: goes, yeah, the momentum does shift, but the way the trampoline moves, it's kind of slows your descent down, so it's not that like quite mm. a sudden kind of hit. So it's like no,
3: yeah, but I'm just saying, the like obviously will kind of like dip
2: down, yeah, we yeah. your back slowly, like not slowly, but no, like in terms of your body, it's not kind of like as like when you hit a hit a wall in a car, mm. it does damage because of the the change in the momentum is yeah. For such a short period of time. So it's the same with like gymnastics when they do a roll. So like they're reducing, they're increasing the amount of time that this momentum slows down. Yeah, but so obviously, like. The shorter the time, the more damage, in, in a sense. Obviously, that, that happens because they're
3: executed in a way in which the momentum is continuously used to the advantage of yeah. the person. But obviously, there's an element where error can happen you know you might be slightly off balanced you might you know you might not be fully centered or whatnot so that could then have a similar impact to maybe well it could potentially have a similar impact to to like heading the ball maybe do you do, do you
0: guys like i'm thinking about it again like i i understand as you say if if there is a if there is a health risk, then there's surely no harm in reducing the health risk because, you know, especially if you can basically keep the game as it is, regardless of what it is, whether it's football, trampolining, boxing, whatever. Um, uh, like a lot, of, um, a lot of, you know, professional wrestlers, you know, WWE guys, they obviously, they do, they, you know, for 20, 30 years, they're falling on their ass every day. And a lot of them have, you know, really big health conditions there but a lot you know if you spoke to a lot of them they say like you know i would rather have enjoyed the career that i that i had doing what i doing what i love rather than protecting myself and not not throwing myself to the ground and not doing this like do, do we do we not say that of course there are you you're damaging yourself by playing a sport but is is that not the nature of sport like we you know in in football i'm, I'm sure there's some correlation we can find that everyone who plays football's shins are slightly Less strong than people who don't play football when they're eighty. Do we do we protect for that? Do we say, well, this is 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 it just because dementia is obviously a lot more serious than bad shins? But
2: yeah, shins is still a problem. The, the, the nature of
3: have the arthritis, arthritis in knees because they're covering more ground than the average person.
0: Would. Yeah, obviously, you know, we should, you know, we shouldn't. Dementia is not something that should be taken, you know, lightly at all but you know is there not an argument to say like look you know you're in particularly particularly these days like the majority of people who who you know or perhaps not the majority but a lot of them will have very lucrative lifestyles is that do we not suggest that look this is just this is part and parcel you know we we can't protect everything about about your your life if you if you choose to have a, what is quite a nice lifestyle of being a professional footballer that may or may not come with certain problems down the line
2: yeah and in a slightly more pessimistic view I imagine that all this will become is just a clause and a contract that states that the club's not responsible for any damages caused. yeah, like yeah possibly because yeah
0: most of them will probably sign, sign and this is what I mean like they, they may say oh we'll ban training and head, sorry, heading and training for example but I'm sure the, the there'll be teams that just go sod it should we just are the cameras away from us right we'll
2: practice it because we want to be we want to be good at yeah I mean how how, how do you get you, you get good at skills by practicing them constantly and if you're not practicing it constantly isn't that the same as just taking it away from the game in the first
3: place I think if if you were to do something like that it'd have to be a league decision because you can't have one team practicing headers and then another team going no we're not practicing headers because then when it comes to a corner and someone goes to head the team the team that have gone oh yeah we're actually going to practice
2: I think that needs to be a, a worldwide kind of rule. Yeah, More I think they'd they have I to take it out of the game yeah. because yeah, they yeah.
0: couldn't they couldn't leave it in the game and tell people not to practice it. That's mm-hmm. just not going to happen. Like, yeah, unless you had some sort of system to enforce it. But you know, and you know, get, you know, get Bielsa on it with his spies. He'll, he'll sort. He'll make sure no one's no one's cheating.
3: You know, and just in general, like dementia can just affect anybody. Like, if it can cause, or you know, potentially increase the chances of, of getting it you know that's it's terrible it's not like oh you will definitely get dementia because you've headed the ball yeah. this that, that time like, it can just happen naturally like it doesn't necessarily matter what's what the circumstances are of your career mm. as a professional footballer or a professional pie eater maybe
0: Rooney said recently that um he could have left Man United. Um, well, three times. He said Chelsea were after him. He said rumor and join Barcelona were after him. But yeah, the particular interest was that he said he could have joined Barcelona. We wanted to join Barcelona in 2010, um, and that would have been cool, right? So I'm, I'm guessing he would have gone there instead of David Villa because David Villa signed. If I'm, if I'm thinking, if it was t- the summer of 2010, that was when David Villa signed, and that was the the year just before they had that um, that truly amazing year where they. Won everything, the the treble and blah. Um, would he have fit in there? Because I mean, yeah, like... it was it was. In, you, you sort of don't naturally think, um, you know, ticky tacker with with Rooney. But I, I actually think he he probably would have been. I mean, certainly would have been as as you know. He's he's always been a very good technical player, hasn't he, Rooney?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, particularly when like he's shown he was very good at kind of playing a supporting quote role. With like Ronaldo and Tevez, you know, he wasn't just all about being the main man up front, and um, you know, he would have been centre forward in that Barca team because Messi was playing on the right wing in those days. Um, but I think he, could, I think he could, I think he would have really suited that.
1: Yeah. Do you yeah. think that would have sped up his shift from striker to midfielder? The
3: while he had towards the latter end of his career. Mm, good question. Um. I reckon it probably would have. I reckon, the best style I, yeah, positional, positionally wise, I think it would have been a lot more, kind of like a rotation. Mm-hmm. Like he would have, if he's not in the right space, he'd kind of drop off. And I think it, I think it definitely encouraged him to, as the years go on, mm-hmm. drop further, further back, but still have like an influence going forward. And yeah, I, I definitely reckon he would would have.
0: Is my my only sort of. Reservations about it was that I from sort of twenty post twenty ten was kind of when Rooney started to dip in form, but then I wonder whether that was because he because of this transfer saga, maybe you know because he he had a few big fallouts with Ferguson, didn't he? Public fallouts, and maybe that was a big part of it, and he just sort of never never got back. But maybe had he had he moved to Barcelona in that in that summer, mm-hmm. he, he could have just kept his form. Because I mean, you know, because I like I remember. Certainly in 2009-10, which is probably, I think, his best, statistically his best year. Um, I might be wrong on that, but I think it's statistically his best year for United. He was really like, you know, I think he won the, um, I think he got player of the year that year. Uh, so if he'd have moved in that summer, you know, prior to any dip in form, it would have really been scary to, mm. uh, to watch him. And it, probably his game would have gone on, a, on an extra level or two. So, so that would have been, been, been cool, yeah.
3: So, so it would have been Messi, Rooney, and who else then?
0: Messi, Rooney, and
2: um, uh, Pedro. See, so yeah, it, it was
0: like Pedro, Pedro on the Pedro. Yeah. Well, I suppose Pedro on that. They all kind of interchanged a little bit. But, um, yeah. Uh, and that you know, this was sort of this was twenty-one, twenty-two-year-old Pedro, not the kind of yeah,
1: yeah slightly
0: average Pedro that was at Chelsea. Um, And that, because that, you know, that that Barcelona team was just, that was truly their really amazing year where, I mean, I think, I know I've only been on this planet 26, almost 27 years, but I think that is the best side that's ever played the the game that season. They sold Ibrahimović that summer, or rather loaned him to uh, AC Milan, and then they bought David Villa, but I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't even know they were close to signing Rooney. but yeah, would he have fit in at Real Madrid? Following following
2: Ronaldo. Going back to the Barcelona I think it's interesting to think of it as in what we spoke about the other week as in Sarah Alex Ferguson's tactical styles. Yeah. And whether Rooney going from that kind of very much we are United go do what you want to a Pep Guardiola this is exactly what I want you to do in these four if these seven different scenarios come up you can play one of these four passes into these triangles, and this the pitch is split into nineteen different squares. And you know, I, I think it'd be interesting to see if he could adapt to that kind, that that kind do, of meticulous kind of coaching. Do you think not? A, a different... I, th- I think he could. He's he's very he's, he's like I, I know he comes all up and like does the job, that like he's Shrek and like he's a bit boy. <laughs> And he looks a bit stupid, but he's not. He's quite well spoken and outspoken. He's he's gone to Derby. He's going to be Derby's manager. I think I think he's got quite a, a tactical managerial head on him already.
0: He certainly appeared to be a very intelligent footballer, didn't he? Like he had a big, he had a good footballing brain, regardless of how you know. I don't know the bloke, but yeah, he did seem like his. You know, street smarts, perhaps well, not street smarts, book, book smarts wasn't wasn't particularly up there. No disrespect to him, um, from a guy who's failed his degree. Um I um, so no. so
3: from from that, would you think? Would you say that Rooney in Alex Ferguson's team was deprived of having that support? Oh no, been, not at so. all. In comparison to the Barcelona, what do you mean? So like. Just trying to think now. So we, obviously on the last episode we were talking about how, you know, Ferguson got the best out of his players regarding, regardless if them players were, you know, world-class mm. or not. Uh, you would get the best out of, out of them. Um, but do you think that if Rooney was surrounded by a solid team of individuals that all play a certain system and, like, like this Barcelona style, do you reckon it would have highlighted areas where Ferguson missed and where Ferguson should have, you know, do you reckon it, would, it would have highlighted Rooney's full potential?
2: I don't. I, th- I think it it's a very different change of pace, to be honest. I, I think he'd, he'd eventually be able to, to come to grips with it, but in the, the season we're talking about that, I 2010-2011 season, I, I don't yeah. think he would have played as pivotal a role in that as he would in the season prior. I, I think mm. he might have taken quite a lot of time to adjust and you know, and then really bring some out in, possibly.
1: I mm. think once he did adapt, I think it would have been prime, Rooney. Really. I think he would have had an even better season compared to the best season 2009-2010 because I think... He would A, I think he would have brought a completely different dynamic to the Barca team because mm. he played underfigure. I think there's a real aggressive nature with Rooney. I think his technical ability, I think, was criminally underrated. Um, and I think, B, once he did fit in, he would have been playing with phenomenal players around him that would have just potentially brought him to another level. I think he would have been scarily good at
0: Barca. It would have been hard not to succeed in that in that team. That's not to say that impossible. Like you know, I don't. I'm always surprised. Well, knowing no in hindsight, knowing how Guardiola likes to set up his teams, it was almost quite weird that he bought Ibrahimovic the year before, and then you know Ibrahimovic did well, but 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 you know just didn't you know sold in the next year. Um, But yeah, I, I I sort of think that obviously there are people my point being there that there are players good players that have failed there but uh, yeah I think I think you're right I think it would have been hard for him to fail he may have taken some time to find his feet but I think yeah he he had I certainly think he had all the attributes to play in that system Um, and after hearing it now I almost feel like oh man what a shame that that would have that would have been really good to see him there because his career at Man United after that was a bit mm, it kind of just went downhill and he had you know okay he won the league twice more after that but
3: yeah that's 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 what I was trying to basically say like i think he would have he would have hundred percent have progressed into a m- much better or an even better player mm. um i feel like whilst he was at united he was almost you know he was limited mm. he's he
0: was I mean, limited yeah because he played like, you know, I think I don't have any doubt about him being, you know, almost like a provider. I mean, I don't think that that certainly wasn't the role Via played. I mean, he was just integrated in that front mm. three as much as as much as Pedro and Messi were, you know, very fluid. But I think he demonstrated for the years prior to that that he was quite capable of doing that with, you know, Tevez and Ronaldo and, and Berbatov and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then in the nine ten season, the season before that, he 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 played just by himself because they'd sold uh, they'd sold Ronaldo, um, and so he was kind of the main man, and he was playing up front, and, and he sort Ooh. of showed that he could do that as well. And yeah, I, I think it would have been a really It's just a shame, shame we never got it.
3: Imagine imagine Rooney versus Ronaldo in the Barca yeah.
0: And Ronaldo. yeah, well, this is the other thing I was thinking because it you you almost. <laughs> I was watching. Um, I was watching. There was. There's a documentary on Netflix or Amazon Prime. One of them about Anelka, Nicolas Anelka's career. Uh, it's quite interesting. to Give it a watch. And um, just about him being quite a controversial character, like with all that you know. He had his um, big money move to. Well, he came through the ranks at PSG. Big money move to Real Madrid, then to Arsenal, then. Um, uh, or rather, to Arsenal first, then Real Madrid, uh, and he had a big fallout with the French team anyway. But there was quite there was this big kind of trifecta of French footballers coming through. They all played in the same youth academy for the national team. But Henri Anelka and Trezeguet, and it's interesting to think like when they were when they were growing up, and and certainly for the first few years, Anelka was head and shoulders above the other two, and. He was like the Mbappe of his time, wasn't he? Yeah, and and it was just interesting, you know, given the perspective we have now. I was listening to Henri talking, and Henri was kind of saying, like, you know, almost it almost took me until I was thirty to kind of accept that I was doing better than Nicholas and Elka because it was just like for my entire life I was thinking he's he's better than me. But it just so happened that my career took me on a different path that I. And my point being, I wonder had had Rooney moved to Barcelona and kind of had the next few years in that, you know, he. I'm not suggesting he would have been on Ronaldo's level because I think Ronaldo certainly moved to a level above it. But I wonder, given the kind of sort of competitive, friendly rivalry they had at Man United, whether that would have pushed on and he would have been seen as another kind of, you know, you just wonder if he, if he could have gone there, pushed his career on even further. He may have been seen to more of an extent on on the same level as or a similar level to, to the top guys.
1: Do you think if he did move to Barca, he potentially could have helped England win an international?
0: Twenty ten World Cup. Um, mm-hmm. um, so if did, I don't, I don't think, I, think so. I think I think the time was the the time was two thousand six, really. Uh-huh.
2: Um, I think, Ronaldo.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. We could have done without him in that. No, um, but I think. By the time you know, even if Rooney had got better in you know twenty like twenty fourteen World Cup and even like Euro twenty twelve and Euro twenty sixteen, we, we just weren't, we just didn't have a good, we just did not have good teams in that in those areas. Like I, you know, playing Stuart Downing and James Milner in every game, you can't be, you can't be expecting to challenge for, uh, and playing four four oh, Capello. <laughs> I feel a rant coming on I mean, taking us yeah taking us <laughs> back to the uh, to the first episode, first episode or second episode um, but no it would I mean it certainly would have been interesting. I, I just want in, I just want there to be I know, I know we had a British player in Bale but and I guess to an extent Jaden Sanchez. but I, I just want there to be a like sorry sorry Ash I, I would love it if Harry Kane went to Real Madrid or Barcelona so I just want to see a kind of the, the pin-up of English football Be represented in Europe and kind of be like exotic, like you know. You
1: know, I think that era sort of passed there with Real Madrid and Barcelona being the Mm.
0: Uh, Yeah, at the moment, but it'll be back.
2: Give it, give it three or four years. It'll, it'll come back. Pogba Pogba wants to go to Real Madrid, doesn't it? Pogba. Lots of people want to go to Real Madrid.
0: Yeah, but uh, English people, I'm. I'm Oh, English, yeah, not just from
2: English football. Um, well Dalli Alley's linked with PSG so you might have your <laughs> uh yeah it. that's he's the <laughs> something <I> have <laughs> to say so <laughs> you know it,
0: like because obviously we had this big period in when particularly when you know the England's golden generation when nobody left um uh the country you know but, like I would have loved to yeah I would have loved to see I mean you know happy Lampard and Terry didn't leave or well, actually cold but like you know, Gerard could have been. Gerard said he, you know, could have gone to Real Madrid. Um, you know, Terry, Ferdinand, Cole. Oh, I suppose. I suppose Michael Owen and David Beckham did, um, but that's Michael Owen wasn't really didn't you know couldn't get in the couldn't get in the first team at Real Madrid. So Beckham, I guess, is the last one it happened to.
1: Jonathan Woodgate. Uh,
0: Jonathan, sorry, yes, Jonathan <laughs> Woodgate, of course.
1: Best debut ever.
0: Um, but yeah, what a uh, uh, shame in a way. So, Pep Guardiola, new new two year deal when he he looks a bit a bit a bit knackered. Um, does it what, what it what does it mean? Is Messi coming? Is he it got his sights on the Champions League, or is he just got a nice house, dumb fancy moving, his misses is settled. Wagwan, Mr. Mr. Man City fan. What do you think? What do you reckon? Why? Why is so Pep's, Pep's Pep's signed a new deal? What's What's the reason? Kyle Walker?
3: No, he'll be gone.
0: <laughs> he's per, He's stayed to personally oversee the departure of Kyle Walker. That's yeah. Make sure it's uh, it goes through. Yeah, I'll,
3: be, owes, there to, owes, I'll be there to owes. shake his hand. <laughs> um. Well, I'm glad because at the moment, if if he left. Managerial wise, I'd be a bit worried as to who would get in and what kind of what the next step would be. Mm. Um, Watch. yeah, potentially every, everyone's goal
2: to when they don't have a manager.
3: Yeah, yeah, they'll the themselves
2: with Pochettino. Yeah, that's, that's just
3: no. yeah, that's just the norm at the moment. But I just yeah, no, I'm glad. I think personally for him, um, he's got every, he's got all the facilities uh, and resources that he needs. He, uh, he obviously must must be happy for him to actually do it as well. Um, but not only that, I just think other teams wise, like there's not really any other teams out there in the in the rest of the world that are that you know admirable to go and manage. Like the Italian league seems to be getting a bit better now, but you know Barcelona and Real Madrid aren't the, the same. You got, I think Dortmund couldn't and... could see him going back to Barca. I mean, we, we've, we've no, talked, not we've yeah talked, not yet. Talked I'd about say this
0: before. I could I see think... him
3: going back there maybe in like five years.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't feel as if they, they need to necessarily rely on their old tricks because Barca don't feel like they need a bit of a kind of absolute tear down and revamp. But I, you know, particularly in the state they're in now, hmm. he does sort of feel like it could be a good fit. But I'm actually quite pleased that he's signed on again, because I think the one thing, the one you shouldn't necessarily expect this from football managers, but the one thing we haven't seen from Guardiola yet in his, in his career is so we've seen that he comes in, builds a team, has a lot of success and then, and then he leaves or it Mm. dies away. We've not seen him come in, build a team, have it die away and then rebuild again. And hopefully, yeah, I know it's only two years, but, but, Hopefully, we might actually get a glimpse of seeing that because you, you don't necessarily need to expect that from managers because most managers don't stay in jobs for longer than four or five years. Um, but it will be interesting to see because that's all, often the big test. You know, yeah. same with Mourinho, same with you know a few other managers. Like, can they actually stay and build and, and can they get their thing to work on a on a set of players for a long you know or you know long period of time or can they? build, you know, tear a team down and build a new one and have it be as successful. So that'll be a good thing to watch.
3: I just I just think for him it'd be a wasted opportunity to kind of just leave. I feel like going off what you're saying, Harry, I think if he was to rebuild the team now in the next like between the season and another two seasons in such a competitive league, I think that'll be for him his biggest biggest test.
2: Mm. Well, I, th- I think it's, it's it's strange that it's not a two-year extension, though. It's a one-year extension with the option to extend it by a year. So, if he does just yeah. do the remainder of his current contract and then the additional year, I don't think that's enough time to rebuild the squad. So, if they're uh-huh. basing it off performance, I, th- I don't think it's going to be there. To I think extend. so it, I it, think for It me is a bit
3: strange. I think the same the reason why I might have done that is because there's a few, few players, Kevin De Bruyne is one of them, that... Um, if he can tie them down to contracts, then I think he will most likely stay. Whereas if he doesn't, then it's like, oh, right, okay. That's a big a big cog in the machine of my team that's that's gonna be going or will be leaving at some point. Yeah, I think he I think think he doesn't think it doesn't necessarily need to
0: sign, you know, put four or five years on his contract to sort of indicate that he at least wants to Stick around, just in a sense that you know it, it sort of feels like the end of the the end of the cycle now with with Guardiola. Not not that he's finished or anything or incapable of t- having success, but it you know he, he's done. his He's been what this is his fourth year, fifth year, um, and I mean, you know, I think this, this going into this new contract, it will be the longest he's ever been at a club. And usually, it's kind of like you know he's done his thing, you, you move on, and at least. With this, it kind of indicates that he's even if it is just a year or an extra year, maybe it's you know he's sort of at least got a an eye on um, looking at something. What well, how, how did like what what's your reaction? Are you happy with 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 Guardiola? Like, are you you know obviously things have not been great in the last.
3: Yeah, no, I'm happy. I just think because he looking at it from like an overall point of view, he set himself this bar and the standard and I think this season and even glimpse of it glimpse of it last season um, that bar is not getting reached to the full potential like there's there seems to be like the eagerness the the fact that in this first season there'd be one player on the ball and he could have Three options going forward and like two options going back. <laughs> and you look at the match, the matches recently against Tottenham for one, um, there'd only be like one option there. So it's like, I feel like maybe he's changing his own tactics or maybe, you know, these standards are, you know, take, taking the, the toll on the players after so many years. But I just feel like they're not as sharp as 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 they are probably down to obviously the the fitness levels of you know I've only having like a seven day uh, pre season or something like Kevin De Bruyne was saying in the interview yeah. after after Tottenham but even still I feel like after the first first two seasons the energy levels were incredible for what I've seen and the, you know the the attention to detail I just feel like that's kind of slipped a little maybe this is why.
0: You know, it was, again, we talked about Ferguson last week, but it was something that Ferguson championed. He used to say, you know, you you can't have the same message be as effective to the same group of players over and over again year after year. So you kind of have to keep changing it up for the sake of it. And I know your team looks a little bit different now and it's sort of starting to you know, for a long time that I've said this before, the spine of that team was pretty much the same. The core of it was, was the same group of players. And maybe this is what, you know, it's something we haven't seen Guardiola tested on really, but maybe his mess, maybe he's not the kind of manager who can, who can keep his players completely motivated and like, and Mm. in, you know, in absolute adoration of everything that he's telling them for, for a prolonged period of time in the way others, others might. Yeah. I don't think he necessarily needs to prove that he can that he can do that, because um, obviously, you know, the big question is often rival fans put over his head is you know can he do it without money. I don't think he needs to necessarily prove that because it just so no. happens that if you're a good manager, you'll get good clubs with lots of cash, just
3: spend it because it's there. Um, I think it'd be interesting to to see him in a team in which by the end of his career. Mm. That team is literally all the players that he's brought in. Obviously, you've still got like John Stones that you know, he hasn't brought in. But compared to... Well, Vincent Kompany's gone now. Obviously, Guero's still there. David Silva's gone now. Did he now. not bring in Stones? I don't think he did. Or oh, did, did he?
2: I think he I did bring st- in
3: Stones. I thought Stone came just before. Just because I think you, you didn't buy him the
0: summer we were trying to sign him.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he did, actually. And that was the year is before it... Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, it'd just be interesting to see, like, if he, you know, if and when he leaves, is there, you know, every player that he'll have would have been, but every player at the City would have been, you know, purposefully support by, you know, mm. by by Pep, and that'll be a complete shift of a squad in comparison to previous squads where he's obviously Barcelona and and Bayern Munich, but like, there's still players that he inherited, and mm. he worked and integrated with his, you know, system. And
1: yeah, has he been the success that you thought he would be when you? Found oh out? yeah,
3: so. definitely, definitely. Obviously, the the elusive Champions League is the main, the main outstanding um, trophy that I, I think every city fan, including just Pep in general, would want to have because. The longer it goes on, the longer it's. Oh, he, he can't do it without Messi.
0: Oh, can you imagine if he, if he wins it again with City, but Messi's there and the whole thing? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs>
3: he
0: can't do it without Messi. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it
3: like, oh, oh, he, he subs, he subs Messi, <laughs> he subs <laughs> him. <something. laughs> Dude, the biggest one, <laughs> the, the biggest finger to, to everyone around the world. But yeah, well,
0: I can sub him off. <laughs> he's he's got to be he's got to be coming right because uh, you know it, it just, uh, don't everything so. everything yeah, you don't see from Messi seems like he he's not long for Barcelona. I mean, he just seems like the most unhappy. Let's just get through this kind of guy. Guardiola signing on for as I says like a year's extension with the option of a second. That sounds peculiarly like I want to stick around for a bit, but not
3: too long. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think. I think the opportunity was very recently.
0: there's not many clubs that Messi's going to go to if he leaves Barca. And again from my opinion it looks like that's like i mean he's got a year left he's still not signed anything
1: it's less than a year ends,
0: ends, in... ends this summer yeah well, yeah still not signed anything there's no talk of it I, I, you know he looks dejected um just seems like there's not not nothing you know he is going to go i mean where obviously there are a few clubs in england but outside of that you know PSG Bayern Oh,
3: if Messi went to a Farmers League, Jesus Christ!
1: <laughs> him and Neymar reunited.
3: Uh, you if if uh, Real,
2: Madrid,
0: Real Madrid pulled a Figo and <laughs> <the> <laughs> but um yeah, I, I mean,
3: I'd, obviously I'd love I'd love Messi at City, but at the same time, I just think just just leave him there. Leave him if there. you
1: went to cities, you think they would win the Champions League with Pep?
3: I don't know.
2: It's
3: yeah, and not only that, the added the pressure to succeed, and yeah, I don't know. It'd be it'd be very difficult to see if if it would be obvious that City could win it with with Messi. It would certainly help, but I don't know.
0: I think um it's tough isn't it with the champions league because on, I think you get a better um reflection of of how good teams are in domestic leagues it, it, even though they're two legged you know knockout tournaments are a bit of a lottery like you could have very easily won the champions league the year um liverpool won it you could have very easily won it the year before that and when you lost to liverpool yeah um, you know, both both times you were not, you know, bizarre, strangely knocked out by teams who you were domestically better than. Um, oh no, it was Tottenham, yeah. I'm saying the year before that, you got knocked out by Liverpool, I think. And then you know, Liverpool had quite an easy run to that. Like, I think Liverpool played Roma, like you'd, you'd have fancied beating Roma in the semi final and then beating, um, Roman, you know, that would have been a really good game. Guardiola's best Man City team against Real Madrid, that would have been a really good game. I would have back city. Uh, season before last if you'd have beaten Tottenham which you you know in an in an absolute parallel universe you do beat them that goal doesn't get disallowed and you beat them you know who knows Ajax were amazing that year but if Tottenham could no disrespect to Tottenham if Tottenham scraped past them you probably could have beaten them and then again the Liverpool game would have been so I think it's unfair to sort of I don't agree with like the people who say he has to win a Champions League in order to prove anything because they're lotteries and it's hard to say if Messi comes, will they be able to win it? The potential goes up, but you can never say, can you? Like, no.
3: um, what if you got, got injured? What if you got injured? Then what, you know, how no, is that a possibility?
1: Can Pep be considered success at City if he hasn't won the Champions League? Because that's the very reason yes. why he's him
2: in.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. come on. Of course he can.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah, he can.
0: Like, look what, he, look what he's done. I also I don't, think don't think if. Wow. You don't agree?
1: I, I think. What about Diego Simeone then? I think he has. Maybe because he's won it so many times, maybe because he's had so much success. Well, with Barca, not with Bayern. I feel that that's why they brought you in. Obviously, he was going to win titles. But I feel like the Champions League is just like the unicorn, the elusive sort of trophy okay. that they haven't won. And if he doesn't win it, I, I, don't know. I think it'll be he wasn't as successful. But was okay, if really
0: if if Ranieri had won the league with Chelsea prior to Mourinho coming in, uh, would you have said that Mourinho was not a success at Chelsea then? Because even though he won the league twice. He failed to win the Champions League, which is objectively why he got. Well, I mean, he got brought in for the league as well, but that was Abramovich's big thing. It was I want to win the Champions League. Why I is think, the Champions think, League a hallmark for success necessarily? I
1: think because obviously Chelsea won the, the title previously before that, and I think obviously City won the title prior to Pep. But I just think that that is the one trophy that all people associated with City won. And I think surely
0: you can't dis- sorry to sorry, I've stopped, got to stop interrupting people. Um, surely you can't discount, like, I know City had won the, they'd won the league twice before he came, but in the manner in which he won the title and created this team that basically, I mean, we forget now because, because it's Liverpool and Klopp who are on top, but that City team was as unstoppable, if not more unstoppable, than, than Liverpool were last year.
1: I think it's also a way to counteract the decline of which people are talking with Pep. So obviously with how Liverpool seem to be, well, not this season, but obviously did really well last season. Won it last season, won it comfortably. And they're obviously going on a good run. City are playing quite poorly um, currently. But I just feel that, I think he just needs to win the Champions League. Whether that's, and I don't think that's obviously fat, but I just feel that, if he does, I think that will then reinstate that sort of Pep is the greatest magic because obviously he didn't win it with Bayern either. He went into a team that was pretty good, won the title, came mm. to City, he obviously built them up and did well. But I think it just just needs that extra bit. I,
0: I know what you mean and in, in, in a sense. Maybe I can qualify it by saying maybe he doesn't need the Champions League to be considered a success, but by winning the Champions League, he can be considered to be...
2: Yeah, it really reinforce- you know, it kind it, of yeah. puts
0: him puts him on a level above where he currently is. Like I don't think you can question how good of a manager Guardiola is, even if his his particular style isn't isn't so hot at the moment. But um as you say, the, the Bayern the Bayern thing was you know, he didn't you know obviously didn't didn't win it there. I mean he
2: has been missing Aguero. I mean his main oh. goal scorer. Sterling's been out injured.
1: Sure, boy, yeah, but he had Aguero in the Champions League previously.
3: And not only that, like, we, as a team, we've we've scored more goals spread across the board. Obviously, we have Aguero and and Sterling and, you know, Sané that have, you know, scored many goals, but we've had, like, I can't remember which season it was. It was like we had six or seven players that all scored more than 12 goals.
2: Mm. Mm.
3: And it just shows that it's more of a team aspect. So, like... As much as say, oh, we, we haven't got Aguero and the fact that is injured at the same time, it it's quite reassuring and comforting to know that we don't just rely on Aguero. We miss him, of course we do. We miss that, that um, outlet that he can give in a match. But at the same time, you know, we get goals from other opportunities. We create goals from, you know, from other players.
0: I put it to you guys and I've mentioned this, well we've mentioned this before um, and I don't imagine I'm going to get a lot of opp- opposition to this, particularly from one individual um, but we'll see how it goes <laughs> Ash looks very concerned um,
1: <laughs> What's going
3: on?
0: Uh, I put it to you that Tottenham's comeback Champions League comeback against Ajax was better than Liverpool's come back yeah. I 100% oh,
2: agree oh, with you yeah of, of course do we have oh, do we have oh, a universal agreement over.
3: yeah of course yeah
2: right I am a swat Egby is is, is, is
0: is interestingly
3: I am, I'm just saying, oh, um, if you watch both of them with Titanic music which one affects you more <laughs>
0: Exactly, that exactly. is the scientific way to, to scientific judge these. Things.
3: Obviously, you know what that about- one <laughs> Ariga goal, but if you if you do it as a whole match in general, yeah, it's all the an IX
0: one. What about if you play the or even uh, if you broken woodwind version of the Titanic music? You know the one. Yeah, where-
3: e- even that I'd do, or a kazoo version.
0: <laughs> a kazoo version, but go on, Eggs. What? What's so? What? What's your thinking then?
3: Um,
1: it's not that. Disagree. I think I was just trying
0: you to feel. Them. Feel free know. to disagree. I mean, that's makes for a better podcast. <laughs>
1: because we sort you know, Because we obviously talked about it. So obviously, Barcelona three 0 at the new Camp. The I, I don't. I, weirdly enough, I actually don't remember that first game. I can't remember if Barcelona Liverpool were
2: better.
1: Messi, yeah, Messi's I free say. kick. That's yeah.
2: I remember I, from okay, that. yeah, so they were Messi's
1: free kick. Yeah, three 0 was was a flattering score. Very flattering.
2: I, um, I feel like Liverpool should have won. let alone just gotten away goal. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and then obviously came back to to Anfield. Obviously destroyed them. Duvocarigi's goal was just awe inspiring and amazing. But then, yeah, awe inspiring. Shorter, shorter. Yeah, it was just that incredible. It was like, oh my word! The manner in which he scored. Obviously, Trent's quick thinking. Then the the goal itself. What's happening? It's all right.
2: However.
0: I will I get when again? get again? it wasn't very sportsman like. Go wait till they're all set. <laughs> um,
2: the, Tottenham's
1: <laughs> one was short. Yeah, yeah, probably it probably was. I wasn't saying it was about that. I was just trying to work out my head whether it was or not. But yeah, shorter time period. It was it, just Lucas it, Moore obviously getting a hat trick in a Champions League, it's just phenomenal. Yeah uh, I,
0: I, it's it, like Tottenham, to, it kind of it gets it's a double edged sword because obviously it, it, the Tottenham one happened a day after the Liverpool one, which was mad. So it was like, it, it, in one way, the Tottenham one was enhanced because it was like, oh my God, it's ha-, like this mad comeback is happening again. But also, I think it kind of lost out a bit because people were so kind of raving about. Liverpool's comeback the day before it kind of got lost in the shuffle in a in a way.
1: So if you say um, it was first, then it'll
0: probably I don't know. As I say, I think it both benefited it, both, both, it benefited from being second because it was enhanced and then but because it was mad that it happened again, but but it was it, it was also hindered I, by it. But I, I do think I feel, I feel it's
2: hindered by the fact that we actually lost the game. <laughs> I think <laughs> you know, Liverpool won. Um, oh, you mean the final? Yeah, the
0: final. Yeah, and that, and you're right. The the the, the sort of um, hindsighted, you know, in, in hindsight, yeah, you of course you're going to champion the one that's that's the run that, to win the trophy as opposed to losing in the final. That's that's always going to be the case. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, like the reason because you know m- most people will the, your average football fan will always say that, that the Liverpool one. I think you know because it's a cleaner scoreline and. Um, And whatever, but the reason, yeah, the reason why I'm feel so adamant about it is because, first of all, people just didn't realize that Liverpool were a lot better than Barcelona until until that second half of that game, like or even that that game at Anfield. Like, you know, it's easy to say now because Barcelona and both Barcelona and Real Madrid are are bad, but certainly I've been saying it, and I'm sure you know you guys as well. Both Barcelona and Real Madrid have been just they've just been declining for. since 2015, and partic- like, particularly in the run-up to that year, like Barcelona were not a strong side. They've been winning, uh, you know, La Ligas and stuff, based on the fact that the competition has been poor from Real Madrid, but also poor from the rest of the division. But that um, Liverpool side, along with Man City, were, were the best in Europe. They just didn't real, they just didn't quite realize it. So when you came to Barcelona, and particularly as you say, when they got beaten three 0 I mean, it wasn't like a, it was a flattering scoreline. Barcelona were. You know, probably deserved to win, but it certainly wasn't a, a 3 0 at all. It was a it was a one-nil kind of game, and then they just managed to get two more and an amazing goal by by Messi. But because of that, it seemed like hey, it's this impossible. We're playing this amazing Barcelona. Like, no, no, no. Like Liverpool were should have been <laughs> not should have been favourites to go through. That's a bit strong, but they certainly, were, in my eyes, it was like Liverpool. Liverpool will be have to be poor not to win this game because this Barcelona team isn't isn't great. And you're at Anfield, which is of course going to going to benefit you. And as soon as the game started, I was watching it with a friend of mine. I said I said Liverpool are going through, and not again, not because they're going to be amazing, but this Barcelona team is just not. And and saying that, as I stop myself, um, they had a few chances, didn't they? To like um, where one goal would have um, would have killed them off, but I, but I just think the circumstances as soon as it. You know, they they got one and it started. The momentum started building. I was like, this is this is only going to go one way. Whereas Genie Wijnaldum got two in the space like five minutes. Yeah, and, and it just didn't score. And <laughs> particularly with like with, with Tottenham's, I mean, as I, said, I think we mentioned it off air before, but the fact that uh, okay, they they didn't score four, they scored three. But the comeback was in ha- The comeback was in half an, uh, half a half of half a match as opposed to a full match. It was away from home where you had absolutely no right to build any sort of momentum. And while that Ajax team may not have been as sort of big as the Barcelona team, I, I, I probably think that Ajax team might have beaten that Barcelona team at the time. I think Ajax arguably could have been a better set. I mean, Ajax pissed all over Real Madrid and Real Madrid weren't a lot worse than Barcelona. Um, you know, I, yeah. I, so I, I just think it's a shame really um, that that doesn't get talked about because that Liverpool won. I mean, you know, if we're going to talk about comebacks, I mean, Liverpool's one against AC Milan was certainly their their better one. But I mean, the best one has to be the Barca PSG. PSG yeah, particularly. I was watching it back the other day. And, yeah, I shared uh, it on
3: Facebook. You were,
0: and oh, no, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm uh, not a Facebook guy these days. Um, but I um. I was watching it back. I mean, me, 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 and you were watching it, Ash, weren't we? And um, yeah, World I remember World. in uh, a row, yeah. But it was the, the mad thing. Oh, what was it? Four <laughs> nil in the first leg. So that that was uh, Emery. You know, yeah, Emery, and that was <laughs> that would have been demoralising as well. But but it was the fact that so they scored. What was it? They had to score four on the night, and then they got three, which took a lot which took a lot of effort mm. to get three. And then PSG scored with about half an hour to go. So that meant you've done everything in your power to get to get three goals, and now with half an hour to go, you have to get three more just to get it to just to get through. And, and they and to do it again. That that was what that was why for me like that one was just because you you built you built and built and built, and then you got the kind of demoralising. Oh, we're screwed now. And then you did it again. Um, bit lucky though with a few of them. Like it wasn't a penalty. But uh, Do you yeah. think that
1: IX team would have beaten Liverpool if they got to the final?
0: No. Mm. If well, Ooh. no, you know. I mean, it, it would have been a good game, but I mean, I, I don't necessarily think that. Would know,
3: have been a better game than the Tottenham one. I think. I think we would actually. have
0: beaten Liverpool. I think we would have beaten Liverpool with penalty in the first minute. Yeah, the, the penalty was a shame, and, and I mean, yeah, I, you know, I think as I say, I think Liverpool and City were the strongest two in that. Competition. Tottenham had a kind of, on their day, can beat anyone kind of vibe about them. Um, in a way, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I want. I mean, personally, I wanted to see Ajax Barcelona. That was what I was really excited about because it would have been the kind of Croyfian and uh, dr- dream. But um, yeah, because I'm
2: pretty sure they already sold Frankie De Jong to them. Yeah, De Jong said they wanted Deanna's to going. see out the rest of the season with Ajax because the Champions League. Yeah, so that would have been actually quite an yeah. exciting final but yeah doesn't um, celebrate but also celebrates at the same time yeah. what well, the rules he's oh, yeah. supposed to celebrate against the future team yeah could you imagine
0: uh, what would you I suppose
3: I mean ask Cortino. he's back at Barca isn't he <laughs> yeah after his you? display <laughs> yeah. at Bayern
0: he's still not I don't still not a still not a Coutinho fan, me.
2: Really?
0: I know he looked good at Bar- uh, Bayern, but I mean, when I say not a fan, I, I, just, I think he was uh, all right. Liverpool, he just he he
3: he was a bit he, of standout player. He, he? He,
0: he had he had one good he had a he had a good game in five, and then just when it just when you thought I oh, I haven't heard from Coutinho in a while, he was scored a, he was scored from thirty five yards against Stoke, <laughs> and everyone will go, oh, what a player! <laughs> I, I thought he was very very sort of lacking in substance that bloke. Like I frequently was like this he's just he'll he'll score the occasional worldie and look a, do some fancy flicks but he's I don't know. No sort of no no buy. I mean, you know, he looked good in 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 Bayern, but I mean, they the best team in the friggin' world. I I, I reckon I could look alright in that team. <laughs>
2: News to bring you Diego Maradona, widely regarded to be one of the greatest footballers who ever played the game has died. In a statement from the Argentine Football Association through its president, Claudio Tapia expresses his deepest sorry for the death of our legend, Diego.
1: Ahí lo tiene <tose> Marabona, lo marcan dos, pisa la pelota Marabona, arranca por la derecha el medio del fútbol mundial y deja el tercero tocar para la que siempre Marabona. ¡Cambio, cambio, ¡Que no! ¡Que no!
2: No matter what you have done with your life, Diego, it matters what you have
3: done for our lives. I think expressed perfectly what this guy gave us. Uh, the man of joy and the pleasure and, uh, and uh, his commitment for his, uh, the world football, he made the world football better.